How's everybody doing? Thanks for tuning in today to the Tom Talks Baseball Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Tom Talks Baseball Podcast. Follow us on Twitter as well at Tom Talks BVP. And you can listen to this podcast on a number of different places like the one you are listening at now. We've got a baseball season again. Very exciting news. So I think David and I are going to be a little more active in terms of getting podcasts done on a regular basis. Also got baseball locally starting uh, very soon with the Texas Collegiate League here in Amarillo. Earlier this week, I decided to do another interactive podcast on our Facebook page. Once again, you can like us there if you want to get involved with those. Uh, We will have topics for the show, but also your comments may dictate where we go in that show. And that was the case on Tuesday night. Big thanks once again to Lance Lonert for joining us on the interactive podcast. Had a lot of fun catching up with him, talking baseball, learned on that day that we were going to get a season again. We shared our thoughts on the 2020 season. Also, I presented a community question, which we answered later in the show and got answers from you as well. So in case you missed the Facebook interactive podcast, here you go. And once again, like us on Facebook if you want to be involved in the next one. Have a good day and enjoy the podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. And uh, one of the reasons we're going to have fun is we're going to invite uh, a buddy of ours on. You know him well. I know him well. He is a Hall of Famer. Uh, he is the host of the Sports Drive on KGNC. He does it a lot better than I do, but Lance Lonert joins us this evening. Lance, how's it going? Man, it's going great, Tom. Good to see you. It's been a long time since I've been on the of the drive, so it's good to be right. back. And, uh, yeah, well, hopefully soon uh, we'll, we'll be able to get you back on the show. But uh, you're doing, uh, in the meantime, uh, some stuff Friday mornings right now on KGNC. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, very much enjoying that. Uh, David Lovejoy uh, came up with an idea we call it the payoff pitch, Tom. So I, it's like a minute and a half, might be 90 seconds of uh, – just my thought for the day. And it's kind of, it's, it's fun to do. And, uh, you know, it might be putting your mask on. It might be talking about, uh, you know, uh, be thankful, you know, do something for your dad today because he, you can, where mine had, my dad has passed away for about 10 years now. So stuff like that, but you know, I appreciate him letting me come on. So it's, Hey, it's a whole different world getting up in the morning. <laughs> oh, oh, believe me. I, I did it for quite a while. Yeah, you know, I know. Uh, I you can relate. Yeah, 4.30 comes around uh, rather quickly. Uh, One bit of business before we move forward. It looks like we're going to have a baseball season. Maybe, of course, uh, COVID-19 may say something about that in the next month, but things are looking good in that regard. But uh, David, uh, by the way, uh, we didn't do a show last week. David is out right now. Uh, He's had surgery, a couple of surgeries. Uh, He's doing fine. Uh, he's doing just fine. In fact, he's going to return uh, to uh, Newsday Amarillo tomorrow morning. I talked to him before we hopped on here, but uh, just thoughts yeah. and prayers to David. A uh, couple of surgeries, uh, kidney stones, I think is yeah. what, what he had to deal with. Uh, but but he's uh, he's rested. He's ready to get back in the studio, uh, ready to do some things. And uh, so uh, we'll get him back here on the podcast uh, pretty soon, but, uh, join us tonight. Hopefully, uh, you enjoy these interactive podcasts and leave a comment as always. Uh, the cool part about this is what Lance and I are talking about. Uh, you are welcome to pop in and we can showcase your comments and, uh, maybe that's, that determines what we're talking about on the show tonight. Sure. So, uh, first of all, I apologize to Lance because, uh, I-, I was thinking that doing it this way, you could just sit 
uh, nice and comfy at home. But uh, he ended up going got, all the way back to KGNC. Well, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to up my game, you know, and get rid of. I'm not going to mention the place, but uh, really, really struggled the past month. Our whole block, Tom, not oh, just yeah. me. So maybe something in the air above us, you know. Maybe we need a, a little cleaner living out our way. So, uh, but no, uh, uh, yeah, it's working a lot better in here. Trust me. It was it, I couldn't even do a WhatsApp with my mom, you know, without fading in and out, in and out, in and out. That's pretty simple. Yeah. So, well, glad to have you on as always. It's always a blast talking sports with Lance Lonert. And uh, and we got some big news uh, today. It looks like uh, outside of a couple of small things, uh, we're going to have a baseball season. Uh, you know, of course, the, the owners and the players have gone back and forth. It's been uh, rather frustrating as a fan uh, to get an answer on what kind of season we're going to have. And then the players were like, just tell us when and where. And then the owners did. And the players were like, well, no, we want to negotiate more. And then they finally gave up. And the owners are and Manfred are going to implement, it looks like, a 60-game season. Uh, teams reporting to spring training possibly July 1st. Games starting the July 24th through 26th weekend. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the details, but Lance, just your thoughts on the way all of this has happened in the last couple of months with negotiations. In a word, high frustrate, just frustrating for, I think for all fans. Um, I just don't understand why they weren't able to get this done. There was nothing else going on, Tom. Uh, we're, we're in COVID, you know what I mean? So uh, they really were, uh, they're coming off both being very selfish I think it'll be a real challenge for them, even in 60 games. The Mad Dash is going to be fun to watch. We always call baseball the marathon sport. It's no longer the marathon. It's the Mad Dash, which I like about that, actually. However, to get fans back on their side, I don't know how they're going to do it, quite honestly. Well, that's definitely going to be a mystery. I don't know if a 60-game season will will do that. I'm honestly not a fan of 60 games. I, I don't think it is enough to determine anything. And, and one thing that they're going to keep in place, which was something that was uh, talked about being changed, was the number of teams in the playoff. And yeah. uh, it looks like that's going to stay at 10. And I, at least for this season – if you're only going to play 60 games, I strongly disagree with only 10 teams being there. Uh, any other time, 16 is too many, but this year, 16 makes sense. Because at this point, if a team starts off like 0-5, they're virtually yeah. eliminated. And yeah, so, yeah. like, there's no point in checking out the team anymore. What do you think about the playoffs staying put at 10 teams? I'm 100% behind you. I think uh, 16. But like you said, 0-7, 0-5 start, you're – you don't have a chance to come back like you would in a regular season. But, uh, you know, I, I think 16, I think we owe it to our uh, fans, to our fan bases uh, to have 16 teams. So we'll see, Tom. I mean, uh, they made these decisions. It looks like the owners got a lot what they wanted in this, okay? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like that. Uh, you know, every argument they made – like they kept throwing out different amounts of games and, and different percentages of prorated salaries. And the funny yeah. thing was when you pretty much did the math, it was always the same amount of money. Yeah. And I'm but, laughing. Because, I mean, laughing because I mean, they didn't budge. Let's face no, they, it. They didn't budge at all. You know, it was they pretty to, much. Yeah. Yeah. And so your, your players have agents, they have the, the, you know, who they need to listen to, uh, 
you know, with, with their union, obviously. So they had a lot of a lot of people talking in their ears while the owners were just sitting back saying, hey, we're hunkered in. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to do it our way this time. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I, 16, we need to get to those playoffs in a hurry because they're going to, if the NFL starts, if college football, baseball is going to be tested, Tom, to keep the attention of the fan base uh, in those big towns. Well, definitely so, because the NBA is going to be right smack dab in the middle of it yeah. now, too, because they're yeah. looking to start July 31st. And, you know, and they're going to have a a sprint to the finish as well. And their postseason is going to be taking place in the middle of the 60 game baseball season. So baseball is going to struggle to keep people's attention if all these sports are able to happen right now. But one of the issues is we're starting to see a lot of players and staff catch COVID. I know. And, and, and you know, we got football players doing it. We got the, what, Alabama and Clemson and uh, one other, uh, Texas, I think, has. Yeah, yeah, players are getting that. Uh, the Phillies are having an issue with that. Their spring training facility, uh, I think 12 people now within that organization, including five players I think I saw, have COVID-19 right now. So that's that's just pretty much going to be the nature of this thing. It's yeah, going to happen. And and what, what can we do if, like, 10 players on a team get it? Like, what's the plan? And uh, uh, a guy on Twitter here, I'm going to share this uh, real quick, uh, Chris Cotello. He's a Red Sox beat writer. Uh, he put this out a little bit ago. Uh, some of the health and safety protocols that Major League Baseball are looking to do, temperature checks twice per day, COVID Ooh. tests every other day during the spring, regular season to postseason, antibody testing about once per month, and high-risk players, like we kind of seen already with like uh, the NBA, some players have already said, "Nah, I don't want to play. I, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to go, especially with the NBA going to one place. I don't want to go there with everybody. Uh, if a player wants to opt out, it looks like they can. Do, do you think this is enough to make you want to go play if you're a player? Well, they love the game, obviously, and they're very talented to get to that level. They want to make a paycheck. Let's face it, even though we we know how ridiculous the money can be. My thought, Tom, is, though, is it worth it? Is this worth testing every other day Is, is it to get this game on the field? And then what are you going to do? Are you going to have 40-man rosters? Because if you have 10 guys test positive one day with an outbreak, uh, what, what's the rules going to be? So they're going to have to get all that done in advance. And, and I'm sure they will. But uh, it's but like you said, it's breaking out everywhere right now. Um, Lake Travis in Texas, their football, the, you know, the strength and conditioning, they canceled or postponed, I should say, theirs yesterday. So uh, I think I think somebody down uh, in the Odessa area did it as well. So in the Permian Basin, I, I they have to have a plan, Tom, because your starting pitcher who was due to start that night test positive. What are you going to do? What will you do? They're going to have to replace him. Yeah, and, and they got this you know, taxi squad thing, which is probably going to happen. Uh, I, unless I missed it, I don't think they've officially canceled the minor league season yet, but let's just it, – it's canceled. Come on. It's gone, it, I mean, I mean, I mean they're, they're not going to play that. That breaks but, our heart here in Amarillo, yeah. too. But, but information about rosters has come out. And, okay. and honestly, I am shocked that this is uh, what it's going to be. So – Opening day roster is 30. Oh. 30-man 30 roster 
After day 15, it drops to 28. Drops? Drops. After day 29, it drops to 26, which is what it was going to be this year anyway, if we were to have a regular season. And and I I get why they do the drop. Uh, I'm guessing a lot of those extra spots, Lance, are going to be pitchers. Because, you know, pitchers aren't going to be ready. I mean, you're not going to be able to throw Clayton Kershaw out there opening day of this season and have him go nine. He's probably going to go five and everyone else is going to go five tops. And then you're going to need that surplus of arms. But like you're saying, and like we were talking about, you know, you got all these, you know, possibilities of getting COVID in the locker room four or five players at a time may test positive for it. I think the rosters need to be a little bigger too, just for this year, just this year only. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Tom, 100%. Plus, you have to worry about the high risk. You have a lot of elderly uh, coaches, you know, and I'm talking the pitching coaches, the hitting coaches, the strategy coaches, whatever you want to call them, and some and some of the skips. So uh, what, what are you going to do about that as well? That's going to play into it. I can't believe they're actually decreasing. I think they should increase it, Tom. I'm thinking the other way. Uh, I don't think 30 is too many to hold on to all year. Like you said, it's going to be more like exhibition baseball. I'm not saying at that level. I'm just saying get the starter three innings on this day, and he did his job, not the five that you usually need, and sometimes the studs are seven to eight. So that's going to change completely, where you're going to see a lot of young pitchers get a chance to show their stuff, in my opinion. So that roster is going to be top-heavy with pitching. Yeah, local guys like, uh, you know, Tucker Davidson are probably yeah. going to see some action this year. You know, like yeah. I, I think he would have anyway just because of how great he's been in the minors for the Braves. But he may get a more prominent role uh, from the get-go because they're going to need those arms. And every other team's going to need those arms as well. And I'm kind of with you. Like uh, maybe you don't know about the increasing, but at least keep it the same all year. Because yeah. you're, you're going to spend the first, the first half of the season is essentially going to be spring training. So, like, these games that are going to count are going to be gearing up, which is because, you know, if, if everyone's practicing at their own facilities, uh, you're not going to be able to play anybody. No. And, no. and you're, and you're going to you're going to be limited on how you can practice because, you know, you go to, the, to these, you know, spring training sites, they got multiple facilities. They can do grounders yeah. and fly balls over here. They can do batting Back practice field. over there and yeah. all that, you know. You know, the teams that have nice amenities, like maybe the Rangers, if they're able to go in the new Globe Life uh, Park this year, they might have some really nice facilities to do things in. Older stadiums like Fenway, and, and even though Wrigley's been renovated, you know, maybe they don't have the same ability to do things uh, that some of the nicer ballparks do. So that could be a, a big disadvantage to some of these uh, teams as well. And so because of that, I think you need – bigger rosters and they need to stay there the whole season, especially uh, for the pitchers. And I think fans want to know right away if I, if you test positive without feeling any of what's going on, what's going to happen to you? Are you, do you, can you still play? Are you going to be in quarantine for 14 days? I think that rule has to be set out, Tom, because it's going to happen. Uh, and that, that's why I don't think, you know, here in Texas with the football, high school football going on and these strength and conditioning, they didn't plan. They were going to, you're going to, they're going to have people test positive. What are you going to do about that? So I think that's big. And uh, 
I don't know, man. I'm going to tell you what, though. One thing I'm liking about this 60-game sprint, teams that can't hang for 162 can hang for 60. So, yeah. So, I mean, the the ones who really didn't have a chance to be champions, and we know all those are – I think I think it's going to be fun to watch. The other thing, Tom, is the Houston Astros. There's only one organization in all of sports in the whole wide world, and I'm not saying they're happy that's about what happened, but I've never seen a story of theirs just be squelched like this. Right, that was going to be the story the whole season. Yes, has anybody mentioned that in two months? No. no. Does anybody care? No, they just want to see baseball. And, and the fact that a good chunk of these games may happen without fans oh, I know. benefits because if, if this yeah. season happened as as it should have, I mean, they were going to get booed and verbally harassed every place they went, and it was going to happen every single road game for them, every Tom, single one. Tom, Tom, you're a calm, cool man uh, who, has a, <laughs> who has a good, strong self. You know, you, you just know what you're doing. If you were at a game, would you boo the Strohs? I booed Barry Bonds in spring training. So, uh, yes, I, I, I probably would. I, I would get involved. I was at a – I was in Mesa. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't, like, throw anything or, or yell any obscenities or anything. I'd just go boo, you know, or, <laughs> or you know, something like that. Like yeah. I, I was in Mesa, and uh, Barry Bonds hit a bomb off of Carlos Zambrano, and uh, and I let him hear it, you know, just a big old boo, and, and I just yelled, it doesn't count, you know, as if that mattered, you know, like he yeah, cared yeah, about that's that or that's anything. Good line. It doesn't count, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're checking us out tonight, let us know about it. Chris Starr has joined us. Thanks for watching us tonight uh, via the Boy, Facebook Chris, page. Thank you. Yep, uh, Chris uh, helping out with the sod poodles uh, last season. Uh, no sod poodles this year, but we are going to have some uh, Texas Collegiate League baseball, uh, which is pretty exciting. I think that's a, a week from tonight. Uh, they're going to start playing some games. June 30th, a couple locals in Amarillo will be on teams. One of them, Max Marshock, the uh, outfielder slash infielder for Texas Tech. So uh, you can see some local flavor. Hey, man, they're going to be playing in the big park. Hodgetown will be rocking, you know, I mean, even if it's half full. So it, it's great for Amarillo and great for these young men to get a chance to play in that facility. And, and normally, too, there's a number of these, you know, wooden bat collegiate leagues going on, but some of them have canceled this season because of COVID-19. So, so, yeah, Cape, the big one, at Cape Cod League out there in the, uh, the east. But, you know, you got these players that want to play. And the yeah. few leagues that are available, they're going to flock to them. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so we got a chance to see even more incredible collegiate talent than we normally would, right? Uh, because you know, players out east may make the trip to Amarillo or Tulsa or one of these other places just to get some reps in here in the summer because they haven't had any, or you know, like uh, 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 Heston Kerstead had like what sixteen games this year, you know, and yeah. was on pace to just like he was averaging over a run in an RBI a game, like just some stupid numbers. And then the season comes to an end. And a lot of these guys are the same way, you know, and so yeah. they haven't played in a while. And tech, uh, tech had big plans, man. They they had a chance, you know what I mean? Yep. And a good, uh, we're going to see our buddy Chris in the press box. He's going to be there again. So it's uh, starting on the 30th. So good to What's see the- uh, Chris up there. And I plan on being out there for a few games. Uh, tickets are on sale. I think what uh, five to 12 bucks, I think is what they are saying. So very, uh, 
uh, friendly price as well. Uh, Jeremy Shaw checking us out tonight. He booed the Astros for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> but Jeremy, a big Cardinal fan, would also boo the Cubs at Wrigley. So, you know, oh, he's wow. he, he, no, he, he, he has my he, that's gutsy. That is yeah, yeah. A, a passionate fan that's not afraid to uh, to wear that passion on his sleeve. Yeah. So uh, w- one other thing that is yet to be determined, at least I haven't seen it yet, because we just finally figuring out how many games we're going to get. We're going to get 60 games. And there are thoughts about, you know, where you're going to play them at. That may change. Depends on, you know, where, you know, COVID seems to be on the rise. You know, for the longest time, they were thinking Arizona, Texas, Florida. Well, guess what? Those three states have been on the rise the last week or so. Um, They've been talking about everyone being in their home ballparks. There's they're trying to figure out what to do with Toronto being in Canada. Their travel, I think, is a little affected by all that's going on. But if we end up playing 60 games, is there a certain way just off the top of your head you'd like to see these 60 games done? Or because, like, how are you going to do it? Like, we talked about doing these regional divisions of 10. Yeah. Uh, like I think, I think like, I'm for the regional divisions of 10, but uh, I have not heard how they're going to do it. That's what I would do personally. And just and just play play within your division. You know what I mean? Let's not mess around traveling all over uh you know the united states but stick it with this and and then you have those champions out of these reward your champions i don't know how they're going to do that with that 10 team thing playoff but uh i i I don't have a perfect idea for the season tom but all i know is uh don't go into a slump you know what i mean don't go don't go on a losing streak or uh you're over this year is someone going to hit 400 this year (laughs) does it count would it count what, you, I, uh, I, I would say no. That, that there would be a, a definite asterisk on it, but 60 games hitting 400 no. would be pretty uh, no impressive. Record. Before this season starts, you just need to put, okay, your individual stats go to your career stats, but there are no records. You are not even close to playing anything like we need to have to put in a record book, okay? I'm just saying if you pitch, I, I, yeah, I will say this: if you throw three no hitters in a row, and, and <laughs> more power to you. Yeah, and if you hit seventy three home runs, a that's going in the record book, and b we're we're, we're going to uh, we're going to test the hell out of you because <laughs> there's some crazy the new roids. Yeah, yes. Uh, no, I mean, with all due respect, you know, I think the players realize that. Let's just play the game and not worry. Uh, you know, for for a record, like Chris just said, four hundred can't count. But somebody, hey, sixty games. I mean, if my if I can bring back one man for rest in peace, Tony Gwynn, I would have put money on him going oh, yeah. out there and hitting four forty. You know what I mean? So. Especially, you're going to have these pitchers that are going to spend the first month getting ready. You know, guys yeah. that maybe throw ninety eight, ninety nine are going to maybe throw ninety six, ninety seven. You know, which to you and me doesn't mean a damn thing, but to them is a big difference in the ability to catch up with the fastball or, or be able to make solid contact. I agree. Someone like a Joey Votto, who he struggled last year, a good contact guy, could flirt with a 400 if he gets oh, yeah. hot and, and gets on a roll and, and doesn't strike out. Uh, Jeremy has a great question here. Ugh. Over under twenty home Ooh. runs for the leader. So 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 real quick. One third uh, of the game. 
Yeah. So like if you were to take this over 162 games, that would be 64 homers. So I'm going to go under. I'm, I don't think anyone's going to be on that. But but then again, you know, you just got to get hot for one period of time. You have like, you know, yeah. a 12 home run month. You just got to hit eight in the next. I, I mean, you hit 20 home runs in a month and a half, basically. So I don't know. Yeah. If you can do that. I will say this. To Jeremy, I, I think it's going to be over. I think the pitchers are oh. going to struggle. Okay. Uh, because you're going to see a lot of young pitchers. I think the prospects, believe it or not, are going to get a shot with with the, the veterans. The, the veterans aren't out there working every day in this COVID. It's the young guys still hungry uh, who have been working their fannies off to stay sharp. So, but that's why they're young because they haven't experienced the big leagues. So I think you're going to see some. I think you're going to see some hitting going on, especially early in this, Tom, because I think the hitters have been able to live in those cages. They have It's like putting. If you, anybody's watched the PGA Tour in the last two weeks, these guys are nails on their putts, okay? Short putts. That's because mentally they haven't missed anything They have for, for the last three months, okay? They have not missed a putt. So once you miss so many punts, once you strike out so many times, once you get frustrated – your whole life changes at the plate. They don't have any bad vibes coming in, Tom. They are going to be raking from the get-go. So you think 20 home runs over. You're taking that for, for, for it. Well, Barrett, last so someone's going to hit uh, 21. We'll yep. say that. 22, maybe. What about this one from Chris? Uh, so he said Gwen or, or George Breck could probably hit 460 games. Still shouldn't count. Agree with you there. But what about a 10-game winner? <laughs> I mean, let's think about it. Let's say you're going every fifth day and, and let's say you're keeping the rule in place where you got to go five innings See, to get the win. I, I would say no, if that's the case, because if you're going every fifth day, that's going to be 12 to 13 starts. I mean, you got to be some, I mean, of course it happens. Jake Arrieta did it a few years ago, but uh, do you think there'll be a 10 game winner? I think that'll be harder than a 20 home run hitter. So I agree, uh, yeah. that's a great question by Chris, but I don't know, Tom, will they change that? I mean, most these starters aren't going to get five innings in until they're probably their third time on the Hill. If they're going well, even. Yeah. So, you see a lot of relief pitcher wins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. A relief pitcher could hop in and get some, uh, you know, the real vulture win will be in, in effect during during this 60 games. Yeah, the relief pitcher that pitches the fourth and fifth inning, uh, like every game out of the gate, all of a sudden has like four wins in one week. And, yeah. you yeah. know, I oh, mean, you yeah. never know. Uh, I have a, a way that I think the 60-game season should work. Okay. And, and obviously, this amount of games is not going to determine a true winner especially uh, with the way it's set up and the fact they're only going to have 10 teams in the playoffs. I, I hate that. It needs to be 16 just for this year because of how they do it. Um, but the best way I think you can get a true, as true of a possible champion is to keep every team in their division. So whatever division you're in, you play the other four teams 15 times. I think that's the best way to do it. You're, you're going to limit your travel to just four different places. If you're playing in, uh, you know, the different cities, everyone's at their home ballpark and every single game is a division game. So at the very least you are, if you win your division, I think you have earned the right to be in the postseason in this shortened season. What do you think if they were to do something like that? 
I would be, I would back that hundred percent. You have to have a reward for winning the division and that would be it. Exactly. So uh, it's, it's, I'm sure they have a plan, Tom. They just don't want to release, throw everything at us right away, but uh, it's just going to be different. We have to accept it. And, and uh, are you going to go try to get to a game? If, if I had the ability to, I, I would, I would try. I'd wear a mask. But, okay. but, I, but, but I would like uh, when Hodgetown opens up for the, the Texas Collegiate League, I plan on going because I want to see some baseball, but I will wear a mask every time yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that, that's the least I can do while still trying to enjoy uh, a, a little bit of baseball. What about you? Do you think you're going to go? Well, you know, just go up to Coors Field and sit in, in you know, in the center field bleachers. Yeah. You're up. You're up. God's country, you know what I mean? Sam, yeah. you know, I don't know. No, I'm going to try to go to a game, yeah, but I will wear a mask as well. I'm not sure how they'll do that, uh, who they'll let. I would think season ticket holders are going to have a huge advantage over the normal public, uh, particularly early when they're going to allow, if they do allow so many fans in, a percentage. I think that's the way that will work. But I'll definitely hop out and watch the Texas Collegiate League a couple of times and uh, see how that's going down. Well, if you're out there, let me know, and we'll at least put a couple of seats between us, and we'll we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll enjoy a game. And, and if not, we'll just uh, we'll pick up the phones. We'll talk to each other on the and phone. We'll, uh, we'll wave to Chris up there. Yeah, in the, in the, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, here's a peons down here, yeah, man. No. Uh, well, well, one other rule here um, that's going to go into effect, and we saw it last year uh, in person. Uh, for the first time, the extra inning rule looks like this yeah. is happening where they're going to put a runner at second base to start extra innings. What do you think about that? Double thumbs down. Double, Double thumbs, thumbs down. down. Okay. It's, it, it's a gimmick. It's uh, it's 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 playing wiffle ball in the backyard and, and dinner's ready in five minutes. So you got to put an extra guy on the base uh, because that person did not earn that spot, earn the way on. I saw, I heard another one, Tom. How about this one? For every inning, you take a player off the field. So you only have eight players out there in the field. If you want to talk about a gimmick, <laughs> I mean, that that one's worse. Just play the game. I don't care if it lasts seven hours or or you, you hit a, a walk-off on the first pitch you see in, in extra innings. Just play the game, man. I mean, uh, if you're at the game, I've always thought this, Tom. You know this thing where we worry about it? Oh, it was two hours and 40 minutes, but this one was three hours and one minute. What is 21 minutes out of your life if you took the time to go to the park, buy your hot dogs, bring your family, bring whoever? I've never understood. What is 21 minute extra minutes? What does that do? Does that bring another person in? No. The people who don't want to be there get there late in the second inning, Dodger fans, and leave in the seventh inning, Dodger fans, so to avoid traffic. So those people don't even count. So I'm not even worried about the extra inning. I just keep it the way it is. Okay. Well, uh, we got a couple of thoughts on this. Uh, let's see. Chris just popped in here. I love the runner at second gimmick. It's great. Uh, I'm actually going to piggyback with Chris on this. I'll, I'll share my thought with that in a moment. Jeremy says, and I think Justin Turner brought this up earlier, a home run derby in the t 10th chicks dig the long ball. Uh, which speaking of that real quick uh, side note, did you watch long gone summer a couple weeks ago? No, the, 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 the Sosa McGuire. Oh yeah. Uh, no. deal that that, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The Jordan, uh, the Jordan series spoiled us all as far as those go. 
Uh, I did watch it though. I did watch it, but they weren't they they weren't really as forthcoming as I, I was hoping no. they would be. You know, especially Sosa. He yeah, wasn't. Some, yeah. But but it did bring back some awesome memories. Those guys just flat out raked the ball over and over and over. That was fun to watch. It, it, it was a lot of fun to watch, and it was just mainly yeah, bringing back uh, memories. And I and I enjoyed watching it from that. In terms of you know trying to get you know down to the nitty gritty of the steroids and stuff, not so much. But you know oh, it was yeah. fun seeing all those highlights again. Okay, my thoughts. Uh, what about the I, home run derby, real quick? The home run derby. Uh, it's just like your second baseman gimmick. Yeah, you uh, uh, well, love that? I like that one better That's than to take, better take than a fielder off. Base. I like that better than taking the fielder off. Uh, and and here's why. I actually I'm with Chris on this. I kind of like it. Uh, and I and I never thought in my life I would say this, but this day and age in the era of the long ball, small balls going away. You know, you get a you get a runner on second with nobody out or one out. You know, nowadays it's like you know you take three big hacks and try to get that runner home. But a couple times that I was at Hodgetown last year and saw an extra inning game, I saw bunting to try to get that runner over to third with less than two outs and to try to bring that run home. That is a great way to not only keep bunting in the ball game but make it a crucial part of the game, especially if you're the home team. You find a way to, you know, keep the the road team scoreless in the top half of the 10th or whatever, and you come up knowing you just got to score that runner from second. Best thing you can do is bunt them over and then hit a fly ball. Instead of, you know, going up there and, and, and trying to hack three times, get that runner, and, you know, over there so that a number of things can happen to swarm. I think that's a great way to keep, something like bunting in the ball game because I think another thing's going to happen that I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but you're, you're still not a fan. Even, even with, with that. No, I love explanation. Hey, they, don't, they don't bunt with the shift on. Okay. They, no, no. And they should, Zunica, they should. Boy Zunica last year could have gone 10 for 10 and up to that. <laughs> putting the bunt down. Okay. So don't <laughs> tell me about bunting here in this extra inning thing, Tom. Okay, buddy. And the other thing is, okay, okay. Hold, so, hold on, you're, you're managing, yeah. You know, tie ball game. You're the home okay. team, the, the road team. Unica, first inning, the shifts on. I want you on, my man. Put the bunt down third base and get you a hit. Oh no, I agree with that. But but okay. are, are you are you bunting in the bottom of the tenth of a tie ball game with the runner at second, no one out? Totally, totally, I'm bunting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, and, and you did see that a lot. You know, I'm kind of having fun with you, but I do respect that part of the game. Here's the thing about the pitching, though, with the person on second base, Tom, that's not fair at all. If you're the pitcher, why should you get that loss? You did not inherit that runner. You That runner was given to them on second base. So you're getting a loss when you may have given up a bunt and a bloop single. It should be one out, a man on first, rather than game over. That, that is one thing I do agree with you on. I, I don't know if there would be like a separate category for like extra inning losses or, or oh, something man. because you, you're, you're, you're right. There's Come on, Tom. Let's not add another little thing in there, though. So the run is unearned. So so the run's unearned. So it won't affect your ERA, but what about the, the wins and losses? I, I think you would 
somebody would have to get that loss. And, and you're I, right. I that stats we learned last year don't really matter in yeah. minor league ball that that much. You know what I mean? Yeah, you want your batting average up. Yeah, it's how you're playing. It's how you can play the game that they really analyze you on. So the runs unearned. Uh, I'll weaken my stance a little bit, but no, I think it's just a gimmick. It's, it's it has nothing. It's like the home run hitting contest. I'm sorry, guys. That's just like the shootout in hockey. It's a skill. It's it's a practice that you do. It's not part of the actual game. I'm actually against the shootout in hockey as well. Okay. Play three, four, five extra periods. That's what I want to see. I want to see fatigue. I want to see intenseness. I don't want to see, okay, the game's going to end right here. It's a skill. It's not a part of the game. Home run hitting contest is a skill, not a part of a regular season baseball game. I guess the only sport that is like that is uh, basketball. They just keep going regular yeah. style. Like, you know, football yeah, comes good. to an end after a while, uh, you know, like but basketball can go on forever, I guess, in theory, well, yeah, if they keep tying. There's so many ways to there's so many ways to score. So, yeah, I don't know if you want your games over at two minutes and 21 seconds and let's get all this timing down. Heaven forbid you sit it through th- three hours in your life at a baseball game. Then let's put the man on second base. OK, if you want to go watch the purity of the game, we earned this win without being handed to us on a bunt and a bloop single. Then then let's put the guy on second base. All right. So and we're getting some thoughts there. And uh, thanks to Chris and Jeremy for uh, checking us out. Tonight. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, if you're also watching, we want to hear from you. Uh, check us out here. Uh, interactive podcast where you guys kind of control what we're talking about a little bit. And uh, want to get to the, the community question I put up yesterday uh, here. And uh, the question I had was this, because we've talked about some of these a little bit. Uh, that we have changes happening this year because of the 60 games, but is there any of these either that are going to happen or maybe something that is completely unthought of at this point that could happen to the game of baseball that would make you enjoy it more as a fan? And uh, we had some comments uh, from yesterday. We'll get to those as well. If you didn't comment yesterday and you're watching tonight and want to let us know, uh, your thoughts on this? I'll leave a comment below. We'll showcase that and talk about that a little bit. But Lance, is there a rule, a new way of playing the game of baseball that could happen? And if it did, you think it would make the game a little more enjoyable than it is right now? Tom, it's not so much a rule, but you have to mic up your players. I, I, I should have thought of that. That's a great one. Specific I love that. One, I think because we saw it, we got a tease of that. Uh, in, in some exhibition stuff, I love that. I just love that part of the game and, and give, you'll have to get particular guys. Do you need somebody who doesn't cuss a lot? Yeah. And that might be tough, uh, in the heat of the battle, but it's kind of a, you know, you could bleep it out pretty quick, have somebody on that button, but I would love to see insights. And then during the game, have a manager. Why not? Why not make it? Why not let us? In? We all want to be inside the game a little bit. We all want to be in the dugout. Why not? Why not have the manager say, "Hey, this is for the betterment of the game. Tell us what you're thinking here. What you thought here between that inning. You know, on a on a big play and all that. And then once the starting pitcher's out of the game, that had a pretty good outing. Uh, have him say what he was throwing, how it worked, and what he thought of his performance. I think those are great interviews. 
No, it, it's, it's funny you bring that up because you just made me think of something. Uh, like the last couple of spring trainings, uh, the most enjoyable and memorable moments were Mookie Betts on the mic yep. and Chris Bryant on the mic. Chris and just, Bryant was awesome. Yeah, and just, uh, just some of the funny things they said and just how enjoyable it was and people on social media were sharing those videos all over the place. And, and you got to see – a uh, a personality to go along yep. with these players like the NBA does such a great job with showcasing player personality. There you go. Uh, and, and so you, you become fans of them off the court as well, because you, you get to learn more about uh, who they are. Whereas baseball, you just kind of see them on TV and then they go home and then you don't hear from them again. They don't really learn a whole lot about them. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But, but Chris, uh, not a fan of miking up or in the game interviews. Uh why not? Chris, let us know why. Yeah, let us know why. Just uh, too much uh, going on, maybe like a little sensory no, overload. I can, their, I can make you that. I'm not taking away their focus, in my opinion, on this one, Tom. I was oh. going to say it would be specific players, the entertaining. Would I want to yeah. hear Mike Mike Trout be quiet for nine innings? No, you know yeah. that. But you're right. In order for baseball to grow its game, they need to. We need to learn about these guys, their personalities, and if they want to be quiet like a Mike Trout, I'm all for that. However, there are some guys that are so outgoing that it's going to be a lot of fun just to listen to them. Well, and another thing you reminded me of was the XFL, because which we'll see if that tries to come back again, because before COVID hit, it was actually doing some pretty neat things. I know. And, and, and one of them was the miking up of players or, or at the very yeah. least doing, doing interviews with them when they, they got off the field. But they were doing another thing, too, that uh, Dan hit on with one of his thoughts when he uh, commented on this yesterday. Uh, instant Ooh. wagering comes to ballparks sooner rather than later. Then Jeremy chimed in and said, in Illinois, you can bet on your phone. So the one thing the XFL did very well was cater to the gambler. Yeah. The person that wants to hop on DraftKings or one of these other services and do little prop bets. And when they had the scores up on the screen, you saw the over under and then yeah. they would pop up various stats of overs and unders and, and various things. And that was that, cool. and I will say this, I, I'm not a massive gambler. Uh, if I was, my wife would kill me. But I I do DraftKings a little bit and I, I do like one dollar nightly deals which you know if i lose which is usually the case it doesn't hurt too bad but i followed the nba and the nfl more than i had had in the last probably decade because i had money going on those games i would pull it up on the browser i would put you know the nba tonight on or whatever the nfl you know red zone and just watch along and follow my teams uh, i think if you can Embrace gambling and embrace that, which I know is kind of tough um, for yeah. some of the, these guys to do. I think you could add to the fan base or at least get some people back. I, I love the idea. I mean, gambling is such a big part of sports now. The NFL, it's easy to do uh, if you don't have a couple bucks down on I'm like you. I'm not a big gambler because, first of all, my uh, bank account won't accept that. But uh, I, I'm with you. I kind of like that idea, Tom. We'll see what happens. Uh, I will say this. I think it adds to the game. But if they do that, you got to put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame like that. Okay. You're now I... gambling into your own environment. 
you are, you have kicked him out of the Hall of Fame because he bet on his own team, or he bet he gambled, he bet on baseball. You know what I mean? So any anybody that you don't have gambling, you have to let him in. Then okay, Tom. I I think it'd be think fun. That's fair. I think, I think that's fair. I think it'd yeah. be fun. I think you'd get a lot of viewers instant. Like uh, you know, even if it's hit or hit or hit or out. You know what I mean? Even yeah. No, well, Mike Trout will get over under five and a half hits tonight, you know, uh, <laughs> because he's because he's so darn good, you know. Uh, <laughs> not, not even my boy Owen Miller can get five and nine. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> Trout, Trout is awesome, you know. So, yeah, no, it'd be interesting. It'd be kind of like the the prop bets, you know what I mean, in the Super Bowl that are so fun. I think you could do that. Uh, all the times, you know what I mean, Tom? So you could come up with a list of people would get used to that a list of 10 or 12 things they could bet on. I think it'd be kind of fun. I, I think it would be a lot of fun and, and that will get extra people engaged. Well, I have three that, okay. that I came up with that I think will make the baseball game better in the long run uh, for me as a fan and will it bring in new fans. I don't know, but I think it'll make it more entertaining uh, the first one, it's one that I think is actually going to happen, and we're going to see it this year. I guess there's talks about maybe not doing it next year, but I think in the end they're going to. Universal DH forever. And, and I never thought I would be that guy because I, you know, I'm a Cubs fan. I love National League Baseball. I love, you know, the small ball aspect of, you know, the pitcher hitting. But pitchers have gotten so stinking horrible at hitting. And yes, there's an exception for everything. You know, you got a couple good ones out there, but a lot of them are up there just hoping to take three strikes and go back to the dugout and get ready for the next inning. And if you get a, a prime scoring situation with two outs and it's like second and third and two outs and it's an exciting moment of the game and your number eight batter is up, what are they doing? Ball one, ball two, ball three. Well, actually, they just tell them to go to first now. They don't even pitch them anymore. And then you you, you battle with the bases loaded in two outs, what's supposed to be a very exciting part of the ball game with a guy who's hitting 040. And it's, you know, the, the whole point of this is put the best players on the field. Put the best guys in the game. And you got a much better bat on the bench that you can bring up there. All of a sudden, you're pitching the eight batter a little differently. That becomes a little more exciting. I, I think it's time the pitchers have regressed too much at the plate as a whole. I think that the average pitcher hits about 120. It's it's not good. It's not exciting. Sure, when Bartolo Colon goes deep, it's it's fun, but that doesn't happen all the time. Uh, put someone in there that can hit and, and give you another chance to score. And I think uh, we're, we're going to see it this year for sure. But I think we're going to see it going forward. I think the pitcher hitting is forever done in baseball. What do you? What are your thoughts on the DH, Lance? Uh, I'm, I was a fan of it. You know, I mean, I mean, I like the pitchers when they come up there and have to try to bunt a guy over and all that. That's the purity of the game. But I'm with you. It's time. Uh, I'm all for the universal DH. It adds to the game. It adds the offense. And uh, you're right. I mean, it's become pretty obsolete, but. I think managers who really love the game, though, Tom, like the strategy of that, the the double switch, or uh, do I do when do I pinch hit? Do I leave him in for one more inning to go ahead and take the out at the plate? But he's so good on the mound, we can get another inning out of him. I like that strategy of it. It's much increased because 
with a DH, uh, the manager certainly has a, a whole lot of less work to do. Well, it's funny you say that about the double switch because uh, Chris doesn't like <laughs> So thoughts on that rule thoughts on the DH, let us know in the comments there rule number two. And, and, and I'm obviously a big baseball fan, uh, but I'm one of those guys that isn't afraid of change. Uh, okay. If the baseball game has to change to make it more exciting, I'm down for it. Um, and, and I know a lot of people are all about, this separation of leagues, American League and National League. You know, what we do have a little bit of interleague play, uh, not a ton, but rule number two for me, get rid of leagues. And, and I put that in quotes for a reason. There's quotes on there. So hold it. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on with me. Hold on with me. So, well, what so, happened to you during COVID, man? What happened, brother? <laughs> well, well he, here, here's my thing. Here's my thing with this. So you're still going to have leagues. Uh, it's it's going to be like the NBA. You have your your separate. You know, NBA's got the conferences. Yeah. Baseball's got the leagues. But every plot, everybody should play everybody. If the NBA can do it in 80 games, why the heck can't Major League Baseball do it in 162? And what this will allow us as fans to do, especially if we just follow one team all season, which I think a good chunk of us do. Like, uh, of course, I'm a Cubs fan. Most of the games I watch are Cubs games which means there's a good chunk of players that I don't get to see over the course of the season because the Cubs don't play them. Like Mike Trout's a great example because they're in the AL West. The odds of me seeing Mike Trout is like, what, once every three years, maybe for, for a couple of games. I Like give fans the ability to see all the best players in the league the way you can in the NBA. If I'm in Oklahoma City and I'm a Thunder fan, I have at least one opportunity to see LeBron James every single year. Uh, a chance to see, you know, Trey Young, you know, because he's an Oklahoma kid. He gets to come back once a year. He's not separated in another, you know, because he's in the Eastern Conference or whatever. We never get to see him. Give me the chance to see everybody and all the bad players. Just remember his dad played for Pampa High School. Oh, yeah. Very so, cool. So, yeah, go ahead, though. Yeah. Your point yeah. well made. I, I, I want to see all the best players if I follow my one team. And I think that'll do a good job in helping grow the brand of those players as well. So we're still going to have the leagues because we we, we got to have our divisions and determine playoffs and things like that. But what are your thoughts about, you know, getting rid of – leagues and making it not so much an interleague play rarity, but just have it be kind of the new normal. Well, seeing it in print was way different than hearing your exp- explanation. Okay. I love that idea. I think every, every young kid in every ballpark in America should be able to see all the best players, regardless of what league they're in. So I'm a big fan of that idea, Tom, actually. And you're right. If the NBA can figure it out, MLB can figure it out. So, uh, by the way, Nolan, my boy Nolan A, he's not one to mic up, okay, for the Rockies. I, that just hit me hard. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. So, we, so Chris, Chris's point would win on that one. But, Tom, I like your idea. Uh, I think it would promote what we've been talking about, uh, making the players better known personality-wise when you have a chance to wait all summer, uh, you know, to see the Yankees come into Colorado or the Yankees come into 
wherever they very rarely visit. So I think that'd be a great idea. But the Cubbies, your Cubbies, I mean, they draw no matter where. So we all know they can handle their business. Uh, they they outdraw the Rockies in their home home field. That's how popular Chicago is in Denver. But I like the idea because you are you're, you're two things, Tom. You're letting everybody see the best players. Secondly, you're you're building a brand, so to speak, of these players who we can learn their personalities. Hey, I, I, I've waited a month to go see this guy play. This is going to be awesome. You know, there's some excitement going on in the park. Yeah, yeah. I know Mike Trout is going to be coming to town August 13th. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get my tickets now because Mike Trout is, you know the best player on the planet right now. You know, the guy can do everything. I get a chance to see him. I don't have to wait until 2025 in hopes that he comes to my ballpark for a two-game series that he may not play in because who knows, you know. Yeah. What if he was uh, a magical quote? What if he was a magical – he's just not. You know what I mean? Mike Trout would be Jordan. He would be Michael Jordan. He's that good. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and this isn't going to be popular with everybody. I understand, Jeremy. Uh-oh. Would just rather see the Cubs and Cardinals play fifty <laughs> times a season than the Marlins once, and uh, and I get that Cubs and Cardinals games, great rivalry for sure. Uh, but I think we need more of those. Real quick, the San Francisco Oakland. You know what I mean? That's seriously, San Francisco Oakland. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they should. Yeah, that should be a regular thing. Those the, the 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 ones that are right next to you. Yeah. Cubs and Cardinal fans wouldn't even get sick after 50. You could play all 60 games, cards versus card, Cubbies versus Cards, and they would love it. They would say, we're happy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and right now, of course, the Marlins aren't exactly a team worth watching, but at some point, they're going to be again. You yeah. know, what, what, what if they have, you know, a, a stud player who's an MVP candidate like John Carlos Stanton was the no, final year he was there? I mean, you get a guy who hits possibly 500-foot home runs. I, I want to see that. One of the biggest puzzlements of my whole career was how popular, you know, exhibition baseball spring training is in Florida, how unpopular their baseball, major league baseball teams are. I've never figured that one out. I I just, yeah, I I don't know. And, And they've had good teams. They have, you know, you know, like as a whole, like they're the, you know, the Marlins are down right now. I, I get it, but the Rays have been good for the last, like, Six seven yeah. years in competitive, and, and, and nobody goes there. That, that's why I'm going to stick with with my 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 thought on that. And get out of Florida, you know. Yeah. Get, get, get out of there. You, you can keep you can keep Grapefruit League. That's fine if you want to have that. But you know, move those teams to somewhere else that's excited to have them, and then you can do maybe a little realignment to make it a little more geographically friendly. And I've, if anyone who's followed the podcast long enough has seen my map and my 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 thoughts on that. But, uh, yeah, I think Florida – like, every year, two of the bottom three uh, teams in terms of attendance are the two Florida teams. Yeah. Every every single time. And it's like, obviously, when the teams are good, they don't care. When the teams are bad, they really don't care. So, just just get out of there and – Let them play uh, all 60 games against each other. Nobody would care. Let them them just get their year done, Okay. Well, here's an interesting – I'm going to put this up here and we're going to read through it from Chris. Do you guys think that MLB will ever go to two All-Star games a year? With stadiums moving to a less than 30-year shelf life, this may need to happen. Plus, MLB did that for years in the 50s. I'm going to say it's not going to happen because, especially now that it's back to being an exhibition game, and, and we saw before, managers don't like their players being used – 
a lot, especially pitchers in these games. That's why you see some guys kind of opt out of, of being in them. So I, I think it's going to stay at a, at one. I think it should stay at one right now, just because it, it is an exhibition. And, and the main thing is, you know, using that time to try to recover and get ready for the second half of the season. Uh, I, I really like the idea. However, I, they're not going to change that much. Let's be real. Uh, they're going to keep the one game and go from there. But I, I like it. Why not? Why not get together every two months and have your best players all in one spot? It's such a fun game to watch. Uh, it, it gets great. It gets a massive audience. So uh, I kind of like it. I kind of like bringing it back. And then the, the guys that didn't play that well for those first two months have a chance to still be an all-star the next two months. The stadium-wise, I understand what Chris is saying. You know, you try to get every – when you build a new stadium, you're almost guaranteed the all-star game. And that trend will start going away if, if these stadiums only last 20 to 25 years. And, and and we know that they do a good job with like things like the home run derby, but why not try to do some other stuff as well? Like, like uh, what? Like uh, – like some sort of skills competition. Like, wouldn't it be fun to have like outfielders, like you know, the suicide play, like try to hit certain marks at home plate, like like hit them a hard ground ball, see if they can hit targets at home, you know, something like that. Maybe some sort of quick fielding grounder drill for the infielders. Like you get so many balls being hit that showcase their range. Like uh, as as a guy that's always been a, a defensive fan. I love a great defensive play as much as a home run. I think that would be a, a, a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I'd probably honestly, probably a little bit more too, but I, I'd watch the heck out of that. What about Japan doing the bunt competition? Like yeah. how neat is that? They, they try to, you know, place them in like the little zones, like right down the third baseline or something like that's pretty I like cool. Your idea, Tom. I like your idea a lot. You know, hockey does it obviously, uh, you know, with the, with the skating and then the, who has the fastest shot. Yeah. Would you want to have everybody try to see who could throw the fastest? I think that would be intriguing. However, if you threw out your arm doing that, that would be humiliating. So, yeah, uh, it would be interesting. That's not a bad idea, Tom. That's not a bad idea at all. Yeah. And I I got one final rule change here and then we'll go to a couple of uh, from our comments here. But this is my final one. And, And while I think this year they should expand the playoffs to 16, I don't think they should do that long term. That's just too many because you're going to have an under 500 team in there, and that's not right. But I'm a fan of that. And well. let's add a couple more. And, and, and what this will do, when, when you look at the NFL, you look at any sport, what's the most popular time of the year? Postseason. That, that's when the games get intense. It's do or die. You know, NBA, they, the, the defense buckles down. You know, it, it's huge. And, and football, you got the big wild card divisional round weekends. And by adding a couple more teams, it gives you some flexibility to kind of do some neat things, I think, in the postseason to gain interest and keep more teams possibly involved and make them postseason contenders when they normally want to be. So instead of maybe being eliminated in August, all of a sudden, oh, by September 1st, I'm still four games out. Instead of maybe seven games out, I got a pretty decent shot of getting in there and then just seeing what happens. I I think adding a couple more teams, 12's not bad because you're still going to get good teams. Uh, You're not going to get under 500 teams if you add a couple more. So I, I think that's a nice, safe number to do with that. 
and just have a, a third wild card team. I have a, a way of doing this where because I'm getting rid of the leagues to a degree, I'm changing the playoff format. And anyone who's followed me long enough knows what that looks like. But I think adding more teams makes the playoffs more exciting, which is supposed to be the highlight of the season. What are your thoughts on that? If they're good teams, but I mean, if you're 11th and 12th in Major League Baseball, I mean, you're okay. I mean, if, if, if injuries have decimated your pitching staff, something like that, I could see a rebound, but not a big fan of it. I, I think the purity of the playoffs is what I'm about. Not every, you know, the hockey and NBA, hey, uh, let's all play, you know, let's, let's give the participation trophy, you know, I mean, they're just, they're, they're fodder. The first round matchups are fodder. That's all they are. They're, they're, they're a money grab. So if that's what you want, go to your 12 teams. Yeah, you could have a, a, a every once in a while you could have it, but uh, I like twelve teams much better than the one game playoff. That's the most idiotic thing I've ever seen in my life. You play all these games and you say, "Oh, we're going to get this down to a one game, you know, playoff." So, uh, but yeah, postseason is where it's at. Let's not go into November. Baseball is a warm summer game. Let's shorten the season to 120, 125. And, and then have this extended playoff. 125. Why not? Why not? You know what I mean? What's what's the big deal? Well, do you like seeing these guys with earmuffs on, with gloves on in the dugout, freezing as they come up to the plate? The pitcher can barely hold on the ball. It's 38 degrees out. Or do you want to see an 88-degree night, the way the game's supposed to be played? They've got to get this thing over earlier, Tom. The only way – is to play 120 games. That's still a lot of baseball. So, so if you played 120 games, how would you, would, you, would you want like 14 teams? Would you want a few more teams to get in there, or or yeah, yeah, you, you, you're yeah, fine why with? Why not? I'm all for the playoff thing at that point. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. 125 <laughs> would be a good number too. So I think 162 is too much, Tom. Here's why. Guys get hurt. Guys are fatigued. They're, they're beat up. By the time we want to see them at their best, they are. It's, it's like the NBA as well. It's a survival. And I'm not for this where you rest players. I think that's the worst thing in the world. And uh, I, I just hate that because if I paid my 80 bucks to sit up in the, in the nosebleed seats for that NBA game, I want to see LeBron play. But I don't blame him for taking off a night. Yeah. 162 games, your body is just devastated. And then you have to play another month to, 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 to perform. And I want to see everybody at the healthiest. It's, hey, the NFL is the same way. It's survival. You know, very few yeah. teams are healthy at the end of that season. And, and we want to see these, these stars at their best. So, I don't know. That's just a thought. You know, for, for the longest time, I've been – uh, a fan of the length of the season. I like it. You know, maybe it's just because I love baseball and the more the better. Uh, I, I'm okay with bringing it down a little bit. I don't know if I want to bring it down that much. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like, you know, the 150. I think, you know, you still, and then you can do it over the same time frame, which will build in another roughly two weeks of off days. So, you know, maybe yeah. instead of a, maybe a Monday and a Thursday off day, which they kind of do now every so often, maybe you can add like another one in there. Yeah, and I like that. that. That way, you know, you get your stars out there for 150. You know, catchers, of course, are a little different and pitchers as well. But, you know, you, you can see your stud first baseman out there for maybe 
you know, close to 150 of those games and things like that. But uh, let's see. Uh, before we get out of here, first of all, Lance Liner, thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, we had, had, had a, had really a lot have. of fun. I apologize again that you had to drive back up to the studio. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not an issue at all. Not an issue at all. I uh, had an air conditioning fix today, so anything's better than having to pay a bill for an air conditioner. Oh, car. I, I'm getting a foundation done right now, so I know ex- exactly what you mean. Uh, that's not that's not going to be a fun bill either. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll start a Patreon or something. I don't know. It, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, no problem, Tom. I really enjoy being on the show. I love your thoughts. And uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us, too. At, uh, we just like to talk baseball. But those are some great ideas. Uh, yep. And I got one more I want to showcase. Because uh, okay. Jeremy did put this up there yesterday. And this one's been brought up a little bit. A salary cap. A max and a minimum. Uh, instead of doing this luxury tax deal, which, you know, to a degree doesn't really seem to stop teams from spending yeah. like crazy. You know, teams like the Yankees and and the Red Sox and the Cubs and the Dodgers don't mind. Well, the Cubs a little bit this year seem to be a little leery of it. But in the past, you know, you throw a bunch of money out there and try to buy yourself a championship. I think that'd be a good idea. And then you look at the Pirates this year who are like, what, a $30 million team maybe 40 million dollar like they didn't spend any money on anybody this year and that team like before the season even started and if i'm a pirate fan oh i don't care because they didn't care i mean like what like what are your thoughts on a on a salary cap or a minimum oh i love it i love i love jeremy's idea it's uh you know the nfl kind of adheres to it i know they do have that luxury as well but uh, what that does, Tom, it, the 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 fun thing about the NFLs is you can be two and fourteen, and then eight and six, and then you know you, you have a chance eight and eight, whatever. So uh, I think this would help that in baseball, where where when you're down, you're not like five years away from being able to compete uh, because you because you're going to have a chance to get those better players. But I really like that. It would be hardcore. Just snap it off. Let's not let the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Uh, potential wise. I really like that idea. Yeah. It's going to allow the stars to go to the smaller markets, you know, like, like Machado. Yeah. Machado going to the Padres isn't normal. Like that that was cool to see, but being able to, to let these teams. Ken Herbeck live in in Minnesota and, and, and be able to pay him. Yeah. There you go. And fall in love with him. And and of course he's, he's wearing gloves because it's snowing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it does get old, though. I mean, just as a fan of the game, oh, who are the Yankees buying next? You know, what players coming up that they're going to get? Uh, you know, the Dodgers now are in that mode because these teams try. You know, the Rangers try on occasion. Uh, Houston, you know, Houston can't keep their team together because, you know, even though they did cheat, they're very talented baseball players. Okay, but yeah. because of the because of the money that they're going to get offered with no salary cap quote unquote you can't keep a team together man no no you can't the big red machine in 2020 would have never existed no no and i love me some big red machine okay yeah the thought of those guys playing year in concepcion you know you're gonna see him man you love that about that whole team and another thing bench yeah like in a little more late yeah a little more recently you look at the marlins 
you know, maybe if other teams don't have massive amounts of money to spend because they're hitting a cap, they could have kept that crazy outfield of theirs together. What was it just three years ago? Their outfield was Christian Yelich, Marcel Ozuna, and John Carlos Stanton. Unbelievable. That's, that was their outfield. So and that was like that, very recent, and they're all gone. <laughs> exactly. They can't afford them, and everybody knows they're going to be gone. Let's give those scouts a shout-out, man. My gosh. Are they good at picking yeah. players or what? They're not good at keeping them, but they're good at picking no. them. Yeah. No. Who, but Tom, we talked about who wants to play there. Nobody. It's a day. It's it's. I would rather play at Hodgetown than play in Florida. Get out of Florida. That's what I'm saying. Move, move one team to Portland. Move one team to Vegas. Redo the divisions. Make them more geographically wow. friendly, and then uh, I think you'll you'll get more excitement with those cities than you do in Tampa Bay and Miami right now because obviously there isn't any. I think no, New you, Mexico. I think New Mexico deserves a major league team. You think? You think there's enough interest there to support one? Albuquerque, the whole city, whole state. Yeah, I really do. Interesting. I, I haven't yeah. heard of that one yet. You know, they've never had a. They've never had the big team, the chance to no. prove themselves. You know, Oklahoma City was the same way back not that long ago. They proved they can do it. So uh, hockey missed out there because that minor league hockey team was averaging more than any minor league team in all attendance. The Blazers are like at fourteen thousand, but the NBA came in and stole that, stole that, that that fan base. You know, yeah. dying to see the big, the big time. Tom, there's a huge difference between AAA and double and major league. You know, that's that's the bottom line. So I say, give New Mexico a chance, Albuquerque. You know, and maybe. Like, who knows? We, we still got a lot of things to figure out. It looks like we're going to have a season. They're going to finally get something yeah. in place. And, and COVID's got a lot to say before all this finally happens. But, you know, if they need to pick places, maybe, I don't know, you pick places that, like in Albuquerque, who knows? Maybe yeah. you get, if they got a decent stadium to play in. Yeah, yeah, play in where the isotopes are. And if, and if they can have fans and there can be enough excitement there, and that's what happened in OKC because, uh, uh, who went there? The Hornets? No, was who went there? Seattle. It was well, I mean, Seattle did, but who went there for? No, the Hornets went there because of Katrina. Yeah, yeah, you're and right. Oak, and Oklahoma City rallied around that team, and the NBA took notice. So maybe yeah. if you can do something like that, and Major League Baseball is like, hey, they really like this uh, baseball thing. Let let's reward them with the team, like the Elgin did with OKC, and that's worked out pretty well. Good good fan base there. Give a chance, so, Salt Lake City, somebody like that. Yeah. Well, Lance, appreciate it as always, man. Uh, right, I think too, I, we talked about going 30 minutes. We went 75. And that's how it, <laughs> yeah. that's how it, yeah, that's how it usually good. goes. So uh, if you enjoy this tonight, uh, had a lot of fun. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jeremy, for chiming in. That's the whole point of this. I want you guys to be a part of this interactive podcast. Hopefully it's, it's fun to watch uh, something a little bit different as uh, we're still waiting for baseball to come back. And uh, we can get people like Lance to come on here and chat Next a little time bit. I'll juggle, okay. What's that? Next time I'll juggle. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. Sure I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to that. I know so. Chris, Chris can't wait to see that. Yeah. So. <laughs> but everybody, thanks for watching tonight. If uh, you liked what you saw, give us a like here on the Facebook page. You can also follow me on Twitter. Where's it at? It's uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, Tom talks baseball podcast at Tom Talks BBP. Lance is on Twitter at, yeah, at Lance uh, Loner. So there you yeah. go. 
There you go. Nicely yeah. done. Yeah. Man. And, yeah. and, the, and then you can catch him uh, Friday mornings on Newsday Amarillo right now. And then eventually, once everything gets back to normal at the radio ranch, we'll get the sports drive back on and, and everything. And we'll, we'll be radio back up range. and running. Yeah. So, uh, Lance, appreciate it again. Have a good yeah, night. Buddy. Thanks for watching tonight. This has been the Tom Talks Baseball Podcast. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. See you later.